0: by appointment only, the tattoo podcast where we talk about tattoos, why we love them, why we hate them, and more importantly, the magical and mystical relationship between a tattoo artist and a person getting tattooed. Season three, we made it. We're back, baby. We're back, baby. I survived Miami, I survived vacation. I missed my wonderful producers, Grits and Gravy, so much. It's good to be back podcasting, and it's good to be here. You dodged two hurricanes. I dodged not one but two slurricanes the first one in los angeles the second one in miami i just got it like that the weather respects me
1: god's favorite it's
0: true (laughs) i'm not gonna say i'm god's favorite oh that's that's a crazy (laughs) t-shirt michael Manorino, god's favorite tattoo artist semicolon the weather respects me (laughs) yeah i'm really fine okay i need to i need to look into that well season three we're off to the races our first guest the magical, the mystical, the wonderful, the interesting and trippy. We just tattooed you a couple weeks ago, and I was like, yo, we got to have you on the pod. Roxanne is here. What's up, Roxanne? Thank you for hey being on the pod. Thank you Woo! Thank you. Let's hear it. Thank
1: you. Roxanne, why don't you tell I'm, everybody a
0: little bit about yourself?
1: Well, first of all, I'm super honored to be the first guest of season three. Three is my favorite number, and obviously 333, three, three, which we'll get into later. But Hell three yeah. is like my favorite number. I think it, there's something very magical about the holy trinity so thank you for having me of course
0: thank you for being here we're back we have to do 202 episodes so i gotta really get into gear why
1: not 222 episodes
0: <sighs> listen let's not keep my <laughs> I, I pulled keep up back. to the homie pod with 100 and then for some reason we started bidding on 200. Yes, 200 and then
1: the random fucking
0: and then here we are and so now we have to at least at the least bare minimum do 202 episodes so i'm ready for it i'm here for it yeah. But season three, episode one, you're here. Tell the world, tell everyone in podcast land all about yourself.
1: Well, what's good, everyone? My name is Roxanne Roncal, also known as Substance on the internet. Never ever Roxy. I have to tell people I don't fuck with that nickname for whatever reason.
0: Damn, I called you Roxy when I was tattooing you and did. I feel super bad <laughs> now. Know,
1: but I knew that this was going to come, so I saved it for the podcast. Okay, okay. Just to broadcast. Ooh, bars. Um <laughs> <laughs>
2: yo
0: we're off to a good start we're clearly off we're to a better good start. battle rapper than is. That's crazy. don't let Cripback back hear you saying that yeah. because your ass is going to get dealt with That's in the fun. streets
2: That's
1: so i would also like to start with a disclaimer because we are going to get into some psychedelic trippy conversation everything that i am disclosing here all events just purely entertainment and informational, they could also not be you. This is like to not incriminate myself, so. <laughs>
0: oh, okay.
1: <laughs> just I, so we know.
0: Yeah, you hear that police? <laughs> yeah. so weird. I was going to say, yeah, if you are like offended by, I guess, a uh, adult conversation about psychedelics, maybe this isn't the podcast for you tonight, but <laughs> I I can't imagine who's going to be like, sorry, we got to turn that shit off.
2: This is the one that cancels you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of
0: all the ones we've done. Of all the- I don't
1: think it's cancelable. I just think it's... uh a criminal offense to be partaking in schedule one drugs
0: i mean we're not going to talk about like doing coke math we're just going to talk about psychedelics
1: yeah but psychedelics you know we'll get into it so anyway <laughs> <Okay>. you <laughs> so, clearly came prepared yes because i have all this shit in writing somewhere on my website and at the very bottom it says by the way <laughs> none of this this is actually real if you're a fucking cop so um Cause my, the whole, my whole like history and upbringing is around, which I think it, I, I feel that there is something controversial of having parents who do psychedelics. So anyway.
0: Okay. Fair enough.
1: We'll back it up. Um, My name is Roxanne, AKA substance, never Roxy. Um, Sometimes rocks. I do like rocks. Just, no
0: y Just I know e, why or Ie, get that shit out of here.
1: Yeah. Is it R O X? R O X. Okay.
0: You didn't do not do R O X X X. Is that like too explicit?
1: No, <laughs> or too straight edge. <laughs> yeah. it's, just, it's just excessive, a bit cumbersome. I like the brevity of rocks.
0: Okay. Streamlined. Um, oh,
1: three letters.
0: Damn. Ooh, I three. Honestly, <laughs> this one is given a more her run for her money on the mystical shit. It's already <laughs> happening. We're already doing it.
1: So by trade, I'm an entrepreneur. I own a creative agency called Proper Worldwide. Um, specializing oops my apologies it's okay they're just microphones <laughs> I just hate when it's like <laughs> <laughs> specializing in digital media and content creation also some strategy um, as far as just digital campaigns and brand strategy um, that's my business side of things although I'd like to eventually do way more hands-off things but right now the creative agency is what pays the bills Um, In my dream space and who I am just by spirit, I definitely aspire to be a poet philosopher and revolutionary, but we all know there's no money in fucking fighting for justice in the world. So (laughs) those dreams, that's why they're like dreams for now. And I've learned to sort of compartmentalize. And then I also, the container, the platform that I have to express all those dreams is Better in Doses, which is a psychedelic creative platform
0: hell yeah that was i think um usually and like no shade to other people that have been on the show they're usually just like hi uh <clears throat> my my name is michael uh i i get tattooed by mike uh, i do shit <laughs> yeah uh I, I i have a job
1: <laughs> and you-, you know that was just the first piece of it that was just the first like this is what i do but um other than that i'm a first-gen filipino-american i b- was born and raised in las vegas and i have been living in la consistently since 2020
0: hell yeah so yeah. you you came here prepared all guns blazing we're ready to rock and roll you know? so i was going to ask you this before we started recording but i think this is a really important question to me and i think the world probably wants to know so you came from great lengths to be here on the pod tonight oh
1: my fucking you had car
0: God. issues your yeah. car got towed mm-hmm. you had to get an uber home then you had to get an uber here it's been a whole fucking thing right and you said tomorrow you're gonna call Subaru and you're gonna say, yo, what's good with my car? Yes. What if, okay. <laughs> they're
2: like, that shit's clapped. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what if they're like, you know, Roxanne, we really need you to just come down to the dealership. We have a, a pretty serious issue. And you're like, okay, yeah, no sweat, I got it. You get your Uber down to the, to the Subaru dealership and you go to the mechanics bay and they're like, oh, you're Roxanne, come with us, come with us. And they take you around back to where like the tires and like the dumpsters and all that shit is. And they're like, well, the problem is this isn't a car. This is a horse. And they just show you they're just a horse like clip clopping and like, <laughs> like doing that in the parking lot. What, what are you going to say?
1: Yo, fucking tell me you're a writer without telling me you're a writer. <laughs> <laughs> what would I say? I would probably call Carvana's is where I got the car and be like, yo, what the fuck? is this but
0: then what if they're like yeah you bought a horse like we have paperwork and then they have like a little polaroid of like you with like a big cowboy hat on and like yeah you're doing the thumbs up and you're holding the bridle and you're like smiling and they're like it's a horse you bought a horse
1: i would have been like yo if this was the fucking seventeen hundred, sign me up but this simply won't do my guy
0: but they have the paperwork <laughs> they have the picture like it's your horse you're the, like roxanne's signature rox oh, you
2: the paper is carrots a little bit of hay <laughs>
0: yeah
1: little bit of nay you know <laughs> well fuck the whole practicality of it sort of distracted me from like the magic and mysticism of a horse because they are very mystical creatures yes um so a bit shocked at first appreciation would eventually settle in and then really i gotta get practical again like bro i can't be riding around los angeles with a horse <laughs>
0: so how, how many how many weeks or months before you're like i need to sell this
1: Well, I don't even know if I would sell it per se. I really
0: would you like take it out to the desert and be like, you're free, go live with other mustangs?
1: Definitely not. Definitely not that.
0: Of all of everything we're talking about today, her putting, letting it be free with other horses is the craziest thing. Yes. (laughs) Okay.
1: You know, I might bring it to the Compton Cowboys and see what they would do. Yo, the
0: Compton Cowboys are sick. Yeah. Honestly, everyone out there, if you don't know about the Compton Cowboys, the history of it, the history of black cowboys. Listen to that shit. Educate yourself about it because uh, everyone in the world should know black people invented being a cowboy. And I know that's fucking crazy. And some people are going to be like, whoa, nope, you're wrong. (laughs) You're wrong. Black Americans invented the cowboy lifestyle in conjunction with working with native peoples Mm -hmm. to create the whitest culture ever. And here we are today, white ass, racist ass people. Oh, well, grits and gravy fighting over the microphone. And something. now we have a
2: little Nas X
1: <laughs>
0: Gravy, uh, is that what you were gonna say? No, nah, he got it <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's so hilarious monkey paw Ooh, is this even not nah, fuck it monkey paw is I mean nope their their latest movie Jordan Peele's latest movie was about the black cowboy black Western sci-fi. Yeah Um and They've got more things coming. I probably can't truly disclose it, but I'll just say that they are going to continue on this world building of black cowboys. So. It's
0: like a super fascinating thing. And once I, because I, I listened to a podcast about it and I was like, yo, this is crazy. And I started to educate myself and I like read a book and like it, it, it absolutely blew my mind. Like even just looking up, if you Google pictures of black cowboys, mm-hmm. they're the fucking coolest pictures. And it's like, it just doesn't, What you're taught in history, like Wild Bill Hickok and Billy the Kid and all that shit, that's what my brain instantly goes to, white guys with mustaches. And then you see these pictures and it's the exact same thing, but it's black Americans that were like the children or were freed slaves and were like, fuck it, I'm going to go to the West. I'm going to make my way. I already know how to be a farmhand and like everyone out here is gunslinging and shit, so let's go. It makes sense to me.
1: I was today years old. I only knew just the surface of it. That's fucking amazing that you know that.
0: I like to learn things a lot. It's my favorite <laughs> thing. Like do you want to? Do you want to get comfy with your microphone? I feel like you're not comfortable with it. Then no, 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 You you want to okay. talk into this piece? I
1: want to talk into this. Oh, that? <laughs> okay. Damn that all essential for no reason. Okay. You can grab
2: that shit. Yeah. You, you. <laughs> get, okay.
0: Get comfy. Get cozy.
1: We're comfy and cozy.
0: Okay. So let's talk about the real shit. Let's talk about art and psychedelics and tattoos and love and all these things. Magic numbers. When you were a little girl, when was the first time you really experienced art? What was the first time you felt like you were sensitive to art and beautiful things and nature and all that? Because I know you're very in tune with all those things.
1: So nature, I think as a little girl, I sort of took it for granted because my parents were Filipino hippies who came to America and they're on psychedelics and taking their kids to... Yosemite and Red Rock and Zion and and as a little kid, I just want like easy fun things to do to play And after a while mountains just look like mountains Yeah, (laughs) so I liked it. I mean my biggest activity out in nature was like throwing rocks in the river with my brothers Um, But I do think that there was a gratitude for that I just didn't have as a kid as much as I do now for art I think well my the first thing I ever wanted to be was a singer, which is just hilarious. Who was the singer that
0: inspired you? Was it like a Mariah Carey? Was it a Beyonce? Who it was, was
1: it? It was Selena.
0: Hell yeah, respect <laughs> Selena.
1: Um and um I really liked Destiny Child and um yeah Destiny Child a lot of R and B shit. Okay. Um so music. Loved music, um, and then growing up with classic rock from my parents. So I think that was the like the biggest form of art that I was exposed to, and like really felt deep in my soul.
0: Do you think early on, like as a little girl, did you feel artistic, or was it something that came to you more as like a teenager and as an adult?
1: The funny thing is, is I was never. I didn't grow up thinking I was creative. Um, The first creative business project I had was a fashion brand with my two best friends who were talented artists, a fashion designer and a visual artist. And I had no, like I couldn't draw. I wasn't like, I didn't have like a distinct style per se, Um, but I knew how to write and was like sort of the business and marketing brain. So for a long time, I didn't think i was creative
0: do you think you're creative now
1: i do think i'm creative now do
0: you feel like you and especially from talking to you now in this setting do you feel like you're equal parts like business brain and creative brain
1: uh, i hate to fucking say it but yeah like <laughs> say that shit, talk <laughs> <Probably. your> shit. <laughs>
0: yeah talk your shit
1: because i've i've um everyone likes to think they're like the ideal mix but i've actually i i think the more creatives i meet the more i'm seeing that business just doesn't come naturally yes um but even then So compared to my creative friends, yes, I am like very well balanced, but then I go in the business world and I couldn't fucking, I could like Tim Ferriss would out buzzword me so fast in the business world. And just like, so amongst the creatives, I feel like very well balanced amongst the business people. I don't feel like I know my shit, but I think just like objectively looking at myself and like what I've been able to accomplish with my business knowledge and what I've been able to self-teach for my creative endeavors, like I do feel very balanced. I agree.
0: I Just from knowing you, I think that you are equal parts creative and good business business person, business woman, whatever you prefer. But I think that I feel that knowing you and talking with you, it's very apparent, like and you're able to combine the two. And generally speaking, I mean, this is a crazy compliment, but you look at someone like a Steve Jobs and he was really good at taking creativity and a business mind Mm -hmm. and being pragmatic and practical and combining all those things together. Obviously he was eccentric, obviously he was kind of a hectic dude, Mm -hmm. but I think the most successful people often are able to compartmentalize all those different parts of their brain and combine it into one brain. So let's talk about tattoos a little bit. Okay. What was the first experience you had like as a child, teen, whatever, as tattoos? When did you first see tattoos and realize that you wanted them?
1: Um, My dad had, he had this tattoo this, he has like a smaller version of this on the back of his shoulder. Sick. And then he has my mom's name on his chest. Hell yeah. And is I, it like on his like yeah. on his titty? Yeah. That's sick. <laughs> what is her name? Monette. It Ron says Monet Monette
0: on his titty? Yeah.
2: That's a fucking sick name to get tattooed. Yeah,
0: that's yeah. hard as fuck. Yeah. Sometimes I wish, like, there's, like, those OG tattoos. Like, I wish I just had, like, my mom's name on my titty, yeah. you know? But just that. Just that. Yeah. Because, like, my like, chest piece is OG. fine. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I, I wish it was a different chest piece. And it was just, like, name but so what was your first tattoo let's talk about that
1: my first tattoo is this oh fuck is this um infinity symbol this is from be here now which is like a fucking rite of passage to the spiritual world are you guys familiar with be here now by Ram Dass?
0: oh yeah totally so I'm from, you know what though everyone tell everyone in podcast land tell grits and gravy because this is important <laughs> stuff for people to know what grits gravy
1: what's so funny here's
0: my question what's so funny
2: it's just hilarious what you call us grits and gravy like that. it's
1: so good are those that's
0: not names? names it's fair it's fair it's fair at the end of the day when when we are going to be this lovely podcast is going to be absorbed by a like multi-billion dollar uh mm-hmm. conglomerate. broadcasting <laughs> conglomerate and when i say these are my producers grits and gravy is that incorrect no it's that's totally gonna great.
1: stick yeah
0: i mean it's their names it's it's grits and gravy there we go. Locking it up. I bought <laughs> my mom a car.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Spent the rest on PCP. Oh my God. Not PCP. <laughs> yeah, not PCP.
0: Not PCP. Oh. How's that wine? Smacking. It's chill. It's smacking. It's so good. I just want to say, too. Um, He's getting trashed. <laughs> DJ Michael Miguel. you Because I can't do it on the actual day. Happy birthday. Thank you. I appreciate Virgo? you. Yes. Yeah, that When's your actual B day? Uh,
2: September 2nd.
1: Mm, very soon yeah
0: very soon so i don't yeah we won't be able to say it on podcast i'm just gonna do it now because i'm afraid i'm gonna forget and then i'm gonna be very upset if i forget we'll be a bit honest it's okay i know i know let's get back to the questions
1: (laughs) so first tattoo 18 minutes into this and one question (laughs) has been answered
0: (laughs) tell everyone about ram das and oh
1: right so ram (laughs) das was um he was a Harvard professor in the '60s, along with Timothy Leary, who's another counterculture icon. Um, they got turned on to psilocybin mushrooms and were running experience or experiments with students. And there was a whole falling out because of questionable behavior. Um, I mean, like their whole worlds were melting. So, of course, huge learning curve there. Um, So Harvard professor turned to spiritual guru. He wrote this amazing, beautiful book called Be Here Now. And the core of it is like brown pages and just like all of his illustrations and um, just beautiful spiritual, like almost like cryptic. But if you know, you know sort of spiritual messages. I was introduced to the book my sophomore year in high school, which was also um, after the summer I got turned on to LSD again ed- entertainment purposes only
0: quote LSD. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: um and i felt very i felt like such i mean i've always been an outsider amongst people my age but i especially felt like an outsider at that school is a public school and i don't know if a lot of people know this but there's like a huge mormon community in las vegas and i just so happen to live i did not know that <laughs> i live by the like Mormons and mobs, that was the foundation of Las Vegas, which is the fucking paradox that I love. Um, so the so my American Lit teacher noticed that I was very, um, like, I guess excluded from most of the kids and he told me to read that book and it was life-changing. And it, I think that's what sort of also jumpstarted in conjunction with doing LSD is what, co- jump-started my spiritual journey
0: so let's let me ask you this and normally I just say oh what do your parents think about you being tattooed but in this way because you did say that like your parents like Filipino hippies Mm -hmm. how do they feel about your very first tattoo being a bookmark that you're interested in things like psychedelics and the teachings of Ram Dass and things like that like how what was their reaction towards that
1: I think my first tattoo I can't even recall because it's like it's fairly safe you know yeah it was definitely this one that they're like
0: we're gonna talk about that I'm really <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about your, your So LSD I can't tattoo.
1: even recall I feel like their reaction is probably so mid that I don't even remember it
0: oh they were just like oh sick yeah tattoos yeah. everybody's mm-hmm. got them yeah <laughs> so you were just talking about Vegas living there doing the Vegas thing mm-hmm. ultimately was it easy for you to say fuck it I need to come to LA I want to have all these businesses I want to work with creatives was it a little bit bittersweet leaving vegas or were you like later vegas i'll see you around
1: it was totally bittersweet but i was definitely ready why because although i found a creative community down there it or up there i guess if we want to be geographically accurate and shit um <laughs> <laughs> we,
0: we do this over there. Yeah. over there yeah
1: um although i found a really great creative community it's just I was born. I was born there, so I just felt like if I really want to level up, I have to go somewhere that's going to test me and ask me who the fuck am I and what am I made of. And you can't. You just. There's a limit to that in your hometown, I think.
0: That makes sense. Okay, quickly, without thinking about it. Okay. Top five locals-only Las Vegas things.
1: Mm. Commonwealth.
0: What you just can't say a word without explaining it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay, you said off the com- commonwealth is a bar downtown on Fremont. There we go. That
0: helps commonwealth. Um,
1: Arepas in downtown really great amazing arepas um, Arepa, oh it's like a venezuelan Um Food yeah,
0: it's gas. Okay, it's, it's kind of hard it's to good. explain. Yeah,
1: yeah it's, it's good <laughs> Good as fuck. Gooder than a bitch at Arepas Las Vegas. Um I'm gonna have to plug in my dad's scooter my parents' scooter business, Sin City Scooters. Uh Yo, very, shout out Sin City yeah. Scooters.
0: If you're in Vegas, if <laughs> <Yeah>. you're visiting <laughs> Vegas, you need Sin to scoot City around, is... go see them.
1: Yeah, they get especially busy during EDC because parking is terrible and it's so much easier to just take a scooter there. Um that's
0: That would be four. No, three.
1: Three Oh my gosh. I'm blanking. It's okay.
0: Let's move on to the next thing. Moving
1: on three. We stopped at three, it's a hey! magic number, you know, Whoops. I'm on brand.
0: You keep doing it. <laughs> so you get to LA. What is the first thing from living here, being an entrepreneur, all those things, what is like the most palatable thing that you noticed was the biggest difference from LA to Vegas other than just like geographically and your family and comfort.
1: Uh, I go on about this and it's so little, but so big, the fucking billboards really yes because in vegas it's all lawyers and fucking two dollar steak and eggs and you know and like i just remembered even before i moved out here i was like i love that the billboards are movies and they're ads that are speaking to the locals yeah whereas vegas is you know that people are here for a good time and that's it. It's not like a place you stay and call home. It's like the the economy of Vegas very much serves visitors and tourists. And coming to LA, I loved that people know this is where people live and call or try to make a home. Of. Yeah.
0: It's funny you bring that up. I noticed when they put up the, it's in West Hollywood, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles billboard. This is a giant skateboard. Mm-hmm. It was on like 40 different people's Instagram. Like everyone just driving by it. drive. And I was like, okay, we get it. It's a giant skateboard. Like that we is definitely it. an LA thing. The other thing too about Vegas that i found funny, I lived there for like
2: on and off for like a year and it was like all of those billboards that you talk about, like it's, uh, I feel like not only is it like aiming towards like tourism, but it also is just like, such a sign of like how people out there, like sometimes you go to Vegas just to like, I don't know, not like, like, like die off, but like kind of fade away. It's like so sad. Oh, I like, call
1: it the land of broken dreams. Yeah. Ugh. Like even on the strip, you've got Usher, you had Britney Spears. Like you think of everyone who has a residency, it's like they were at the end of their like career as far as like being the new, hot, young, mainstream, cool thing to now it's like they're sort of like a novelty like if you want to feel something <laughs> that you the, once felt the
0: saddest thing i've ever heard <laughs> yeah entirely.
2: it's it's sad but it's true you go, the to all, your, you go no, to like all you No,
1: but you know they're clubs, making money like so fuck it we ball exactly think. yeah
0: they're getting paid i mean listen my pops lives in vegas and he's out there being a psychopath so <laughs> yeah. whatever eating two dollars steak and eggs literally yeah. i guarantee he's probably like going to bed he's like i can't wait to have two dollars <laughs> and eggs tomorrow <laughs> crazy motherfucker <laughs> so you mentioned early at the beginning at the top of the episode All of your different companies working on youtube working with creatives and influencers and doing all this stuff on the internet being an entrepreneur being in la what is that like because i think sometimes people come to la and they're like yo i'm an entrepreneur oh Mm -hmm. i want to start this agency Mm -hmm. oh i want to do this and i want to do that but you're actually like in the thick of it and you're actually doing it is it difficult is there any recommendations you have for people out there that are trying to be in your shoes what's how do you monetize that
1: Ooh, so many questions so what is it like in the context of los angeles
0: do you feel like there's way more opportunity here in los angeles like there has to be
1: totally there's more opportunity bigger budgets before this fucking recent recession i'm like i'm like tossing out love prices everywhere because i'm like i get it you're a small business i get it we all hate corporations let's just try to help each other out
0: for sure which is great
1: um i think that L.A. makes the most sense because it's it's full of people who are if Vegas is the land of dead dreams. It's like L.A. is where people are still fucking gunning for it. And that's what I find super inspiring. Um, I think that what I have found surprising and actually great is that there's enough shine for everyone. Yes. And there's no need to compete. Collaboration is like really how we all grow collectively and i think when i first came out here like and just with ego egotism in general it's just like i think we feel that we have to protect and we feel like we have to be the best of the best but now that i'm going on my third consecutive year here being the entrepreneur that i am now i'm finding a lot of beauty that collaboration is going to help us all and there's no need to be like there's no me there's no need to be stingy with your support totally so i think that's the beauty of it um i still i think just like making connections in general. There's like this sort of post-pandemic era, post like I'm like really close with who I know already and like just everyone having to sort of push out of their comfort zone that I think we're all still sort of adjusting to. Um, and I think LA is the great place for it. Yeah. I love it.
0: I agree and I also think that you're 100% right about there being strength and collaboration. Uh, It seems like any, any person in my experience who kind of did this thing where they took like their shine or their cloud or whatever and kept Mm -hmm. it really tight. It's starting to, it, like anything, it starts to fall through your fingers. And especially with like being a business owner and starting the shop and starting the podcast, like there really is strength in numbers. And I realized that, that we were talking about this earlier, that like everyone in LA knows everyone and everyone's connected. And I feel like either you're a part of the positive crowd or you're a part of the negative crowd. And the people in the negative crowd are the ones that are like freaking out and doing all this shit. And the people that are in the positive crowd are like, we'll figure it out because we're out here helping each other out Mm -hmm. and we're doing what we can. And I understand that you only have X amount of dollars to do this or we got to move this to move that. Like we're out here helping each other. And to me, that's what's super important. And I think for myself as a business owner, for yourself as an entrepreneur, the way to get ahead in life is that is collaborating and working with people and creating wealth within your community so that you don't have to go to other outside communities to get that wealth. So it's a beautiful thing. I love Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. Uh, How many times have you gotten tattooed in L.A.? Because I know you get tattooed in Vegas, too. Mm -hmm. Is it just me here? or Have you gotten tattooed a lot in L.A.? Um,
1: I think you might have been my first in L.A. And then I went to um, Taylor Fortuna. She did my Divine Energy ones. And, yeah, the rest, this was like, my brother's tattoo artist where the shading's all fucked up and i look at his instagram now and i'm like you're killing it now but not when i went to you it happens sometimes we're <laughs> and learning that's fine. Yeah. Um, it was my first tattoo too and then these two and this my throat is from um b-boy smurf in vegas so yeah just you and i don't have a lot of tattoos really deceivingly um i think you
0: i mean you have your throat tattooed that kind of yeah. kicks it up a notch no
1: my <laughs> my boyfriend Larson was like you look so tatted until you're naked and then but we changed that <laughs>
0: damn <laughs> I, conversations that from real. the bedroom that Shit. was real <laughs> um, and
1: then now I feel like this hip hip tummy tat that you've done like I feel like that's that was really what I needed to like it's the tipping point now I'm like full on addicted let's go
0: let's do it <laughs> yeah. so let's talk about your throat I think this is a really interesting topic and I think that this is something AO. especially with <laughs> the podcast and young people and people in LA. So you have your throat and your hands tattooed and your hands say divine energy, which is like really dope. I really appreciate how powerful that is and all those things. Your throat says lovely sort of death or LSD. And that's a pretty bold thing to put across your throat, especially if you are an entrepreneur and you're going to be working with people that maybe are millionaires or influencers or anything like that. Having that tattoo, has it been a positive or a negative experience? And what do you say to anyone who's like, I want to be like her. I want to tattoo my throat and be an entrepreneur. Ooh,
1: okay. I think for me, me spiritually, it's been a positive thing. Um, there's layers to this shit. Do we even have time to get into the layers? Okay. Yeah,
0: get into the layers. We're, we're, we got okay. past me dicking around <laughs> for 15 minutes and we're on to a normal uh, path. So, yes, we're good.
1: <laughs> so um i think initially to me like it represents speaking my truth Mm -hmm. and part of my just like deep deeply like embodied my deeply knowing truth is a philosophical one which is that like death is a part of life death gives life more meaning because we know it's all going to end soon death is the only thing that's guaranteed um so to me that's why I want to remove the fear that we often feel around death and think lovely sort of death. It just so happens to be another lesson that I really that hit me like that hit me really hard when I was on acid. And it's like a recurring, like comforting thought when I'm on LSD, allegedly. Um, And it's also why they give it to patients who are in their like near death, um, near death phase if they're going through chemo or whatever, because it helps people like be okay with it. So that's that piece of it. One of my friends was like, and I don't realize how much more it means to me until people ask me things or tell me things. One of my friends said, Did you get it on your throat because an arawan, a $20 arawan drink almost killed you from anaphylactic shock? And so it was like that was your death experience. And I was like, (laughs) holy shit, I didn't even think about that. Yes, that is exactly why I got it on my throat. Um, so there's that. And then um my other homie, Neil, was like, so that's a pretty bold placement like you realize that's a job stopper tattoo
0: that's like the thing that i kind (laughs) of want to get to is like especially because you're working with people that are maybe big names or people that have a lot of money or people that might be your white collar button down Mm -hmm. type of people in your experience did you ever get any pushback do you ever get like any kind of like so this is the person that's representing me like or has it been a generally positive experience
1: I think that it, if it would turn anyone off, I don't want to work with that person. A good point. And also, so I didn't realize that it was a job stopper tattoo until that because a lot of my success so far with my agency and just me as a designer, creator, um, strategist, like my tattoo was never a question. And I think I love that. I got it somewhere that was so exposed because I'm so confident in my shit. Like I'm so confident in what I can provide, the value I can provide, the shit I bring to the table for my clients, the value I create for my clients that like none of my appearances matter. So I think it's a reminder to me that I can, I can be this paradox. I can look like a fucking degenerate, but still deliver on some like dope shit and be a professional.
0: Absolutely. I think that you and I come from the same universe of letting your work speak for itself. Yes. Uh, I think that, yes, it is a luxury and a privilege to be able to be tattooed and also be good at what you do and mm-hmm. be confident in yourself and be a good business person or have a good business acumen. I do think that it doesn't come naturally. I think even with your tattoo, I'm sure there was some sort of turning point where you're like, I understand my worth, I understand my intelligence, let's move forward. Um, I I try really hard, and this is something, I mean, everyone out there that's listening, that's maybe younger, that is new to their career, hasn't found their career yet, I'm still always gonna campaign for maybe chilling on tattooing your throat, your face, your hands, that you have a whole lifetime for that. Mm -hmm. But I think- my money and I need to know. I know. (laughs) I know. Listen, especially that Goyard print across across your entire throat for $10. Oh, no. I know. I know. Listen. The Melrose shop is going to do it for me. I, Come on. I get it. I get it. The clout isn't going to get itself. But <laughs> 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 at the end of the day, if you're like between 18 and 21, let's keep 24. Yeah. Let's do 24. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. I agree. 100%.
0: Okay. Yeah. Let's keep all of this stuff. Untattooed. Like you
1: gotta earn this shit.
0: I I, I agree, think you gotta earn this. shit. But I'm not the tattoo police. That's the other side of the coin. Is like mm-hmm. I can't tell people what they can and can't get, and then they look at me and they're like, "To well, me, you're-
1: if you're tatted on the face and you're dumb as fuck,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a wrap, right? It's you were a fucking- already cooked. You were already yeah. cooked anyway. Your goose is cooked. Yeah. <laughs>
1: like you better be fucking talented and like be post Malone or something. I'll say. I when's
0: know. the last time you met someone that had their face tattooed and was not dumb?
1: <laughs> i can't recall mate
0: you know what actually okay i will say uh the homie rich he's a really good tattooer and he has like uh kind of like future tribalism stuff on his face and he's a super cool dude outside of that shout out rich you're not, there's no way rich. you're gonna hear this but whatever uh so we're talking a little bit about psychedelics mm-hmm. and i want to do the psychedelics talk obviously we can't spend all night talking about it and these are all quote conversations these are legit conversations Quickly, I'm going to say this much. When I was 30 years old, I went to Joshua Tree with a girlfriend and some friends, and I took a little too much acid. Uh, they were Sour Patch Kids <sighs> yeah. that had been dunked into LSD, Damn. and you were supposed to eat the head Not and even the body. Not even
1: dropped, it was dunked. Dunked,
0: yes, and they were in little <laughs> like, the, like the salsa containers, mm-hmm. and I, being the idiot that I am, instead of listening to what the person was telling me, I just ate the whole thing. And they said, well, we'll see Michael later because he's going to be on another place very soon. And I had a life changing experience. It was one of the most positive, cathartic, bizarre reawakening. It was just incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, The two really weird things I did the next day as I was like cruising out of it. um, We were eating breakfast at a diner and unsolicited, I just look at the waitress and I go, I just want to remind you that you're beautiful. And she was like, oh, she was like, she like did that. And she was like, thank you. Cause she was like a 60 year old lady. Wow. And so that happened. And my girlfriend was like, yo, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm just feeling really good. Like my brain, (laughs) feels really good. And we were climbing the rocks and Joshua tree were doing the thing. And I kind of meandered off from the group and I was just like sitting on top of a rock. And my girlfriend at the time came up to me and she's like, are you okay? Like, you just seem kind of off today. And I was like, no, I'm good. I'm just like sitting here, like listening to the wind. And... Acid is cool because of that and it opens your brain up to that. Mm-hmm. But the thing that's unfortunate is like you never really get it. I've been like chasing that feeling for eight years now. Oh, I see. Um but for me, whether it's mushrooms, whether it's LSD, I-, I don't really mess with like hard street drugs. Like I'm just a psychedelics dude. Mm-hmm. Um, but I personally have had really positive experiences with it. Um I struggle really badly with depression. Um, I struggle with like things like suicidal thoughts or not feeling like I'm enough or all the things that make this weird Michael, you know, Mm -hmm. and one of the only things that's been able to kind of keep me grounded and remind me that like, I'm talented, that I'm a good man, that like, I want to live, that like, I want to stay here and that my friends need me and I need myself and I love myself. Strangely enough, it's because of psychedelics, you know, whenever I get in a really bad place, I can just be like, okay, I'm going to like maybe take some mushrooms and chill and then I'd feel better. And not to say that it's a catch-all and not to say that it's for everybody. Mm-hmm. And much of it is about intention and going in with a good intent and respecting that the universe is about to hand you knowledge. So all that being said, how? what are your thoughts on all of that?
1: Well, I think that's really beautiful and so telling about the person you are. When you were tattooing me and you were telling me about your past and like your upbringing and like, all the shit that probably should have killed you and like you are this person who you are today which is like almost almost like positive like almost unbearingly positive but <laughs> I, I love I it i know i know <laughs> but i love it he's because heard, he's heard yeah i've words. heard i've heard that my positive you were in my much. head today when my car broke down because i was like i could fucking huff and puff and be annoyed as shit about this but for what it's not going to change the outcome
0: your car could be a horse
1: My car could be a fucking horse. (laughs) Um, So when you tell me things about like all the human human thought patterns, human like intrusive thoughts that you deal with, that psychedelics has helped you break out of, I think that's so beautiful and very telling to who you are. I love the science bit of it. I don't know it deeply on the scientific level, but I do know that there is a system in our brains called the default mode network that's where like the patterns of the shit talking to yourself talking down the doubt the depression the everything that your mind just has on loop naturally because we're on our fucking phones all the time because the world is burning because you know just all the reasons to have these default like thought patterns psychedelics on a scientific level it's an antagonist so it breaks those patterns and which is why we're able to step outside of it because even though that is what our mind tell us tells us like in actuality it's really not that fucking bad in actuality your anxiety is not going to change the outcome it's just all that stress all those thought patterns will It'll that'll become what you fixate on. And I think psychedelics has a beautiful and a scientific way of breaking you out of those patterns. Yeah, Um, I think as with anything, as with anything that has gotten very popular, I'm like just now getting back into my spiritual practice. I haven't done psychedelics like full send in a long time, I think because I've been so worried about surviving. That I just I, I know that that is like a deep dive and just who I am now. I need I need I need the full day and the day after and maybe a day after to really like integrate and understand um, and just like go all out because so lately I've only been doing like quarter tabs, very small doses and haven't like fully surrendered to let go to it. But I do think that psychedelics is a great reminder and it's a great tool Um what i i think part of also its mainstream sort of um its mainstream appeal and like the capitalism side of it and it being medicalized as and marketed as a as the new prozac i hate that yeah i hate that so much because it really like you said it's not a one-size-fits-all it's not a catch-all it's not something that's going to solve your problems and i think that it's entering the Cult, the, it's entering the zeitgeist in the same way weed has yes and i hate the weed industry if you
0: can't sleep just smoke some weed it's like that's <laughs> yeah. not that doesn't hey, are you feeling stressed <laughs> smoke some weed yeah hey uh can't get your dick hard smoke some weed it doesn't your yeah. dick won't get soft smoke some weed <laughs> <laughs> and that is the that is the problem and i think that whenever yep. someone comes to me wanting to understand psychedelics a little bit better um because it's so especially your first go around. You need good people around you. You need yep. to be in a safe setting because especially and for anyone out there that's listening to this, it's maybe like, I want to try acid. It's pretty intense the first time.
1: I think acid has to find you. Don't go looking for it. I agree.
0: I uh, I tattooed someone who uh, her and her roommate got on this thing of like, acid's going to fix all of our problems. Mm. And they took acid together and had a really bad trip. And I was mm. talking to her about mm. it. And she said that her roommate went into it with the intention of, like basically universe give me all the knowledge so that i'm smarter than everyone else and it spanked him and he had a really bad time because he went in with a very narcissistic and egotistical yeah. intention whereas like for me if i'm gonna like you said like the full send thing i'm gonna go into it with the intention of like how can i be a better man how can i asking
1: questions yeah instead
0: and 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 interestingly enough and i and i don't know if you can speak on this as well 10 for 10 every single time the universe will answer my question And in a very clear and very concise way not where i'm like hmm, i wonder like there was a time when i was fully gonna quit tattooing and i was like yeah like i'm not good at this i'm not gonna get better my art is very average like i'm not where i want to be and i took some acid and i was like just like if this is what if i need to stop then just tell me because like i don't want to waste anyone's time and like i don't want to waste people's skin and and if there should be someone in my position that's more passionate than me and better than me, then show me how to put them there. And the universe, like, very clearly was just like, keep pushing, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it, and I know you're upset, but, like, you just got to keep – it's everything around you. It's not you. Mm-hmm. And that was very illuminating for me. I, I really trust it. Again, for everyone that's out there, like, it- I'm not saying go take acid. I know you aren't either. Yeah. But if it finds you and you have around people like myself or allegedly Roxanne that <laughs> – are familiar with this stuff and like can put you in a good setting. And if you start to freak out, we can kind of take you mm. off the ledge. And it's not meant to be a big fucking party where everyone's doing yeah. tabs and smoking weed and drinking. Like in the same way that it is a, um, I, I know, I know, DJ Michael Miguel, I know. Trying and, to have a good fucking time. Grits and gravy over here shaking their heads at me. Like we're just trying to have a good fucking time. Give us all the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> allegedly, point, allegedly, yeah. allegedly, allegedly. But I, I think that um, it's just if it finds its way to you Mm -hmm. and you're gonna do it do it with intention and do it with love and you should be okay is there anything else for anyone out there that like is considering it that you can give them recommendations or advice or i
1: think the biggest thing is just letting it find you and don't force it yeah
0: it's like a lot like as much of a throwaway thing this is i think with creating finding yourself getting on track with your mental health intimacy any of those things Mm -hmm. if you force it it's not going to be fun right that's it
1: right and if if you do embark on that journey, um, water and fruit, maybe a couple beers. Yeah. And if not beer, something bubbly to sip on.
0: My famous words when I'm on uh, LSD are, have you had water? Do you need to go to the bathroom? <laughs> uh, I want to ask everyone that all the time. And it's it'll be so like, yo, endearing. you asked me that literally two minutes ago. And I'm like, but for sure. Have you had any water? Do you need to go to the bathroom? (laughs) And and those were just like replay in my head. Um, I don't know why. Essential
1: life activities.
0: I guess I'm just worried about peeing my pants and getting dehydrated. (laughs) (laughs) That's what the the insight into my Um, brain.
1: One of my friends from Canada, she is so good at diverting like any awkward situation. But she said whenever she has a trip that she feels is going not good, she says everything is beautiful. Which is why I love that you told that older woman waitress that she is beautiful like this. Just a reminder, like you're beautiful. I think that um, there is a lot of terror in the world, but there's also a lot of beauty. Totally. And um, if there is a truth that you need to latch on to to sort of like. Ground you as the world is. Is um, breaking down as you know it like that truth that everything is beautiful i think is very like comforting
0: yeah when i was uh there was that that same trip when i was like in my 30s or in the beginning of my 30s i started getting kind of a weird place and i came to my girlfriend at the time and i said hey i'm kind of starting to freak out because i'm just my intrusive thoughts are becoming stronger than me and it was like the most interesting thing she like took me by my shoulders like very lightly and she said then just don't be there and i was like oh
1: (laughs) And that was it. And then it literally like it it broke it right away. Yeah.
0: So, and I think that it's, our brains are funny like that when they're so open and so vulnerable. You definitely
1: need a trip with people like that.
0: Yeah. And she was like so chill about it. And it wasn't like, oh, I love you. I'm here for you. She was like, like,
1: you don't have to make it a big thing. Yeah. Just
0: don't be there. And then I wasn't. Uh, You and I obviously banter very well. We have like a very good back and forth. Uh, Something that you and I talked about when I was tattooing you and I'm kind of curious about now is like breaking down the myth of like LA fake friends and that everyone in LA is fake or you said something to me that I thought was so interesting about you saying that it was hard to navigate platonic relationships mm-hmm. in Los Angeles or just in general. Yeah. But in your experience, being a creative, being an entrepreneur, being someone that's like a modern hippie, do you find that your sincerity and the genuine person you are attracts positive energy or do you kind of have to feel out vibes? What? How do you surround yourself with good people?
1: I do like to think that i surround myself with positive energy because it's really the only thing i have time for like really my threshold for drama and anything negative is so low like i do that enough for myself like i'm good off that from other people (laughs) um navigating and this is just coming from a girl who was like in a nine-year relationship and was like really telling myself to be single for a year which i managed to do but now in a in a in a new relationship, um, and everyone telling me you were in a relationship for so long, you gotta have your hoe phase, you gotta yada yada yada, yeah. like just all the external like advice and like what you should be doing and like just my thoughts of what I should be doing. Um, and then just being like I'm not bad looking, you know what I mean? So being not bad looking um personality low-key poppin i'm also smart i'm also hilarious
0: do one more so you, so you make <laughs> it a nice five um You're and i past three so
1: i spit bars sometimes she spits
0: bars sometimes <laughs> <Four>. go. Um, <laughs> i
1: think that it makes sense that we we interact and engage with people who are attractive too right Um, So there's like just that natural human side of like, who do we gravitate to in the first place? People that we think are cool, people who are probably attractive. Um, I think I'm learning that like, I don't know, I had this feeling like, is my friendship enough to offer this man? Or if he clearly shows some attraction, do I have to, is it like an all or nothing kind of thing? So that's what I'm like, I'm learning how to create boundaries around those sort of dynamics so that i can have friendships that thrive cuz currently really my closest guy friends are people i've known since i was um, really young so i'd say that like it is challenging making new friends now because like it always starts with like a hey i think you're cute via dms on instagram it's like well i think you're cool but i'm not trying to fuck yeah and i I just want to hang out you know can we just hang out and that's cool Um, so I haven't figured shit out as as far as how to like really navigate that but I know that there are people here that I'm like I think you're dope and I might have already I'm just I'm so innocent and naive I think that everyone is just trying to be homies but it's not until it's too late that I realize oh they want more I understand so that's that's tough to navigate
0: It just, I guess, just feeling it out, using your best judgment. Yeah. Sometimes good people can turn into bad people, but you just gotta be smart about it. Yeah. So you brought up the DM thing, and this is something that's been an interesting topic with me for a lot of the different people and women that have been on this show. For you, just for Roxanne, as Substance on Instagram, do you like social media? Do you like doing the social media thing, the TikTok, the YouTube, the all of it? Do you have fun with it, or for you, is it a job?
1: I'd say a lot of it feels like a job currently, but because I'm in this reemergence of like, like when you said I had a nice intro, that meant a lot to me because I'm like, I've been fucking talking to my, and (laughs) I've been having conversations with myself because I've, my recent revelation in life and like me trying to pivot and grow my creative agency is I can't, I'm at that point where I've done social media Uh, And and just like just telling other people's stories that I'm at that point where if I can't tell my own story well Then I I can't I can't do it for anyone else at this point Which is
0: really smart and really self-aware. Yeah, I think that's something that a lot of that's the whole idea of like fakeness Because like well, how how the fuck are you gonna tell me what to do with my brand if Mm -hmm. your brand sucks, right? You know,
1: (laughs) so I think i'm learning again to have fun with it my posting on my own is so sporadic and i go i oscillate back and forth of this matters this doesn't matters who cares nobody cares you should talk about this who nobody fucking cares but and that even like my whole reason for wanting to like retrieve from the psychedelic space because it's became it's become so corny it's become so like everyone is on it but that even though naturally i want to like separate myself I'm learning that that's what makes my my resistance to that. And also me being a brown woman, a first gen Asian American, that is more reason for me to contribute to the conversation. So that being said, I want to have fun with it again. And I think it can be fun. Um, I hate feeling like a fucking victim to the algorithm. So I'm learning that I don't need to post shit as it happens. I don't need to fucking follow these TikTok trends and dance like a, you know, just doing everything to me, which is very dystopian, like everyone doing the same (laughs) thing.
0: Grits and gravy here (laughs) over doing the TikTok dances off camera. Yeah. Hell yeah. Listen to a lot of Dua Lipa.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I'm learning to have fun with it again, which I think is the whole point.
0: I agree. For me, I stopped caring and I stopped taking it personally. Mm. and um, for me and this is something that I try to tell any of my friends that are creatives that need to have like an online footprint don't take shit personally don't get caught up in the rhetoric of like it's the algorithm and it's doing it and I have to do this and it like you don't have to do everything you don't have to be everything and it, there is nothing more unattractive than someone crying about <sighs> The algorithm or the, I used to get a thousand likes every time I posted a picture and I'm like, truly no one cares.
2: If I never have to hear the word shadow banned ever again in my (laughs) entire fucking life, it'll be Uh. fucking too soon.
0: Like who cares? At the end of the day. On the
2: real note, I got shadow banned the other day. Really? No, no. Well, my video got taken down because I was doing dangerous activities.
0: Were you Were you doing steroids in the bathroom at LA Fitness? Because <laughs> <laughs> that that I twenty four hour fitness. I'm sorry, twenty four hour fitness. <laughs> Not I did in the video. He was doing that
2: in
1: real life.
0: <laughs> um, no, I was just swerving on my motorcycle, and they're like, "Oh, this is dangerous! How dare you!"
1: Oh, that was badass though.
0: <laughs> I was playing ski at the same time, so I fuck with it. So. But yes, it, social media is as fun as you let it be. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about the angel number thing quickly. Okay. Uh, so my dear friend Amore, friend of the show. Hey,
1: shout out Amore. Oh, yeah, you know Amore. Yes.
0: Yes. So Amore said for her, her angel numbers are like a green light in life. If she's like on the fence about something and she sees her angel numbers, that means go. How do they feel for you? And you said especially the number three is very, very important to you. Mm-hmm. What is your relationship to that?
1: So one of my favorite absurdists lines is that everything happens for whatever reason you make up afterwards. <laughs> oh, yeah, <that's> <laughs> like, oh, I missed my flight. I guess I was meant to have this cheesecake while I wait for the next whatever.
0: Respect. I you like know, that. I think yeah. and, and
1: people ask me if I'm because I'm an existential shoddy at heart. People ask me if I'm a nihilist, but no, I'm an absurdist. And the difference is that nihilists um, think that think that life has no meaning and that's it and but absurdists believe that life inherently doesn't have a meaning but you can create that meaning okay and that's what sort of makes this whole shit worth it um so although i do believe in like astrology and or I reference astrology a lot, angel numbers, etc. I still think in the end, it's whatever. It, the The power is in the human mind and consciousness. It's whatever you think. Yeah. Um, and I loved hearing Amora's take on that because it made me think about more what it means to me. And I think I'm a whatever you make up after sort of gal because after. After I got tatted by you, I went to go out, I went to order Kyo and then I just ate that shit and fucking knocked out. My order number was 222. Hell yeah. And a lot of times where I've made big decisions, um, just off intuition and just like, and there was controversy to that decision, every time after an angel number showed itself to me. So instead of not so much a green light, but a, yeah. That was a good choice.
0: That makes sense. It's like a, uh, it, it validates what a, yeah. happened. And I think that's, I've told people, i mentioned this with the more, like, I mean, the letter M is super present in my life like mm-hmm. constantly. It, I feel the same way. Yeah. Straight up throwing up those double M's. <laughs> uh, for me, it's like a, you made the right choice Yeah, or you're, you're headed yeah. in the right direction. So stick with it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, what currently, what's like really inspiring you, what's pushing you, what's got you like feeling a type of way, music, art, TV shows, movies, Anything out there that's really, really moving you?
1: Um, right now, this tattoo that you did on me got me moving different, my guy.
0: Hell yeah. That's it got what's me up. moving
1: so different. I um shared on threads like around the time that um I got it, it really helped. Like I think there's levels to this shit, but on the surface level shit, it helps a lot with my body dysmorphia. Cool. Because I grew up as a fat kid. Um, there's this term called tabachoy in Tagalog, which means fatty or chubby. And that was what all my family called me. So I've got this internalized image of me being really fat. Okay. <laughs> you know, inner child healing, it's a journey. Um, <laughs> and I purposely hide my tummy. Like I purposely hide my belly. But I'm very like any bathing suit I've had, it's all been like high waist and just like I don't show my stomach. But since I got this tat, I was like, yeah, you know, now I have a body tat. This shit is just for me. But now that I got it, I'm like, yo, people need to see how dope this is. And it's made me just more comfortable in my body. And then obviously there's the spiritual meaning to it. There's just like, I got this in this time because it's marking a transformation in my life. Um, So I've been obsessed with it. and and that's really that's been like like i've been more on top of my working out like i've been doing pilates every single day like dope as fuck thank you i told michael i was like i'm not gonna let this get to my head but this post popped off yeah it
0: really (laughs) popped off on instagram i mean
1: and just as a as a digital media marketer i'm gonna look at that shit because
0: (laughs) i I think tattoos are great in that way like they can be really healing i mean i i feel like in my own way i kind of also i've talked about this a little bit uh you know, and and we've talked about a little bit, like my daughters, my dad was a bodybuilder. I grew up in a house of physical fitness. I grew up in a house of like having a dad who's like a fucking statue. So that shit gets in your head. Mm -hmm. And I definitely have issues with my own body and issues with like feeling buff. And like, I was literally, Mm. when I was flying back from Miami, Are
1: you man enough? I was watching (laughs) Creed
0: three and I was like, I need to be as jacked as Jonathan majors or nothing. So, uh, that's never gonna happen because he's, uh, made out of solid ebony. The guy's- a- <laughs> And he is doing steroids 100%. <laughs> dude, that's a beautiful man though. I have no- Hell yeah.
1: Woo. He's that civil rights fine, as the internet would say. <laughs> <laughs> the internet said it, not me.
0: DJ Michael Miguel, that one really fucking got you. <laughs> he's cooked. Yeah, dude, grits and gravy cooked over here. Uh, Get him off the stove because he's cooked. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One last thing that I did want to talk with you a little bit about. Um, I think that you actually have a really cool personal style. Damn, are you still over there laughing? (laughs) (laughs) Every time I've ever tattooed you, 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 the internet, all that stuff. How do you have like a cool personal style like this? Because I think right now, uh, a friend of mine said something very interesting. He said that what's in style right now is personal style. Mm-hmm. It's not about following a trend. It's not about like, this is the look right now. When you look at something like the late nineties, very specific style for everyone. Nowadays, it's like you, I feel like I'm back to dressing how I did when I was 15 years old. I wear like it's baggy pants and It's a fucking vibe, the yeah. army pants. My Bob Marley, my, oh, Elm yeah. my Starbucks Bob Marley this shirt. This
1: palette, I'm really digging. Thank
0: you what is the key to success with having a good personal style that represents you as a person instead of just going like that looks sick on this urban outfitters mannequin i'll just rip that shit off
1: i well first of all thank you um for even like wanting to know what i think about this because like i said didn't grow up thinking i was creative didn't grow up thinking i was a stylist like i was the stylish one um but I do think it's one of those things, like with my professionalism, my expertise, it's one of those things that you know through self knowledge and knowing who the fuck you are. And that's why I do think personal style is like super big and like cuts through the noise because it's like, I think at the same time, I think we're nothing special and special at the same time. You know, like, I don't want to think I'm so original. I'm so fucking like different. Um, But we are all beings made up of very different experiences and upbringings that I think once you really know what works for you, the fabrics you like, the silhouettes that work for you, I think getting this tattoo is also the first one that... um, where i was really intentional about placement yeah yeah for sure um and like knowing because like i grew up just looking at like super hourglass curvy women and like i'm not that
0: yeah
1: um so just knowing what actually works for me so i think this is why it's also my favorite tattoo and has helped me fix my body dysmorphia because i'm doing what actually works for me and my body type so again a lot of self-knowledge a lot of like knowing what looks good for your body type knowing what you like knowing knowing just like the colors that speak to you and just not mimicking what you see
0: yes and i think uh another really good thing is to just uh, cover your body in tattoos because it'll just make it look cooler and uh, no matter what beautiful body shape and size any human has Tattoos are only just going to make it look better. Especially tattoos by me. <laughs> Talk your shit. <laughs> I mean, hey, that's just that's just talking facts. Yeah, that's just truth. Straight up truths. Look at the, look at the Simpson sleeve. It makes Corey's arm look buff, <laughs> cut, like Jonathan Majors hitting hitting uh Adonis Creed right in the face.
2: I, I thought it was funny that you bring up like the like the body dysmorphia and how you felt like the tattoo changed your thought process of it. Because like I mean, it's no fucking secret. I am a gentleman in almost his mid thirties. So it's like, I'm losing my hair. And it's like the way that I was able to get around that was I was like, yo, I'm gonna get my fucking head tattooed a bunch and like make it feel better that I don't have fucking hair. So yeah, it was cool. Big shout out to Michael.
0: You're you're beautiful the way you are. I love love you for that shit. I love you too, buddy. (laughs) Thank you for being here, Roxanne. This has been so nice. I'm so glad we've gotten to talk about psychedelics and life and love and style and tattoos and all this sick shit.
2: Here we fucking go. But here we fucking go.
0: Yours was an easy one. Sometimes I have to really labor over these mystery questions. Sometimes they come to me as quickly as anything. And this particular one, I feel like I was struck by lightning.
1: Oh, oh damn, all right. Struck by lightning. <laughs>
0: yes. Wow, dude, you just skipped two hurricanes. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Hey, I said it once, I'll say it again. The weather respects me. The atmosphere, I guess, <laughs> respects me. Who can say? Let's say you go home tonight, okay? Mm-hmm. You do, like, your evening ritual. You wash your face, you brush your teeth, whatever it is, the things that you do. Maybe you smoke a little, little bit of that good stuff. Smoke a to maybe kind of calm down. I don't do that before bed. He okay. swallowed the roach, motherfucker.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, well, you whatever. You get in bed. Mm-hmm. You're comfy, cozy. You drift comfy, off. Cozy. Yes, exactly, the double C up. See both sides like Chanel I was just listening to that <laughs> song on the way here <laughs> See both sides like
1: Chanel <laughs> That's not how the tune
0: goes What? Yes, it totally <laughs>
1: is See both sides like there Chanel There we go, that one was
0: the other one Damn. Was a little bit more flat <laughs> <laughs>
1: Drag me I didn't have dreams of being a singer ever <laughs>
0: <laughs> Okay, are you ready? Yes You go to sleep You fall into a deep, deep, deep sleep And you're woken up and your room is like filled like a kaleidoscope with color. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you're like, am I dreaming? Am I awake? And there's a being in your bedroom. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you're like, yo, like kind of freaking out, like what the fuck? And the being is like, no, it's cool. Like I'm an alien. I'm from another (laughs) planet and I just kind of like hang out in y'all's atmosphere. And I just kind of like search for people that are like, like like-minded like me okay you, you, she was in it first i'm trying to like, visualize right, hey, however this alien looks let's just go with like your very atypical the, i'm
1: imagining the, now fucking the mayor of the simpsons the
0: thing. mayor of this like like mayor quimby <laughs>
1: No, um, the guy who's like this—that's
0: Mr. Oh, Mr. Burns. He owns yeah. the nuclear power plant. <laughs> oh, I'm you're, you're thinking him. of what's tattooed on DJ <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: producer. Oh Corey's yes, yes. Okay. They, literally,
1: that's what yes. I imagined. Okay.
0: he's okay. come to bring us love. Let's yeah. kill him. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's that. Okay, just because in in its actual form you can't perceive it, so it's in this form as Mr. Burns, so <clears> that you can perceive it. Okay. Okay. And he's got like a calming voice, super nice like, so Your room is filled mm, with colors. warm colors Kaleidoscope it. of colors and You're like mm. laying in bed, you're like, okay, I trust you This feels good And he's like, yo I got this alien weed <laughs> On my planet Like on your planet Some of your people Indulge in this Drug that you smoke And we basically roll it up In this alien plant and just like you do, we light it with fire and we smoke on it and we share it back and forth amongst two like-minded people. Now, here's the thing. The last person I smoked with, after they, we got finished smoking, they went out of their mind. Because there was too much knowledge of the universe, too much knowledge of history, the ancients, all those things. It downloaded too much onto their brain and that motherfucker went crazy and jumped out the window.
1: Mm.
0: But I think your mind is strong enough. Can you handle it? Can you sit and have a session with this alien, smoke that alien Bam Bam, get real nice and high, have some visions. Yeah, that alien Zaza. Why are you
1: talking like an undercover cop right now? (laughs) What the? You
0: guys got any white pony around here? (laughs) Could you, do you have the (laughs) mental strength to smoke the alien weed and not go out of your mind? Or you can also just say no. Like no, you can do some cop no, shit and be like, like nah, nah, dare. I'm, I'm all set. Just
1: say no. PCP will thrill you. Man, that stuff will kill you.
0: So is that what you're going to tell the alien?
1: <laughs> no. First, I'm going to be like, motherfucker, is this DMT? It's not DMT.
0: <laughs> we'll just say that what it- you
1: just described. I haven't done DMT yet, surprisingly.
0: Uh, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Uh, it's fine. <laughs>
1: Um, <laughs> so it's, if, if, if mystical, magical, alien glow, white glowing, Mr. Burns asked me to smoke this alien weed. Yes.
0: For for him to smoke you out with his, with its alien weed. <laughs> and I, let's just say like, it's so mystical too, that it's just like a floating joint that just goes up to your mouth and you just go like, and then, you, and then it floats back to the, kind of glow a little bit. I yeah. Yeah, good, yeah. We'll I, say I, it's yeah, like yeah, envisioning a of glow. In my mind, too. it's like purple and green glowing with yeah, like blue sparkles. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I guess as any scientist would say, I would have to fuck around and find out.
0: Hell yeah. Do you think truly, <laughs> in your heart of hearts, you think you can handle it? Do you think you get the visions, you get the knowledge, and you like sit up in bed the next morning and you're like, damn, we're made to like, let's get this money, let's do it, let's I grind. mean, what,
1: what night is this? Is this like a Wednesday night? tonight. This is Tuesday <laughs> night, is to tonight. Tonight. Thursday night. shit to do tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Cause I do low key have shit to do tomorrow. Be a bit risky i'd like to maybe propose another time on the calendar but if this was like a once in a lifetime sort of thing
0: you're telling me if an alien comes to your bedroom at three in the morning and wants to smoke you out you're gonna hit him with scheduling conflicts you're gonna be like yeah. oh, my boy i gotta get my
2: car fixed tomorrow <laughs> yeah. okay, what are you talking listen
0: about? i don't know if you see my calendar but i don't have time to get smoked out all night yeah, maybe six saturdays from now are you available then <laughs> I got to figure it because, out
1: because <laughs> well it's just like if it was literally night if it was literally tonight, tonight tonight or nothing tonight I've got a photo shoot where I talk about who the fuck I am I'm sort of on this wave I don't know I'm suddenly talking in a British accent I'm sort of on this wave where I'm like really working on telling my story okay and tomorrow I have a really big photo shoot that's just for myself and it's with a photographer I really admire and respect and like Crystal, who would do the makeup, and Aaron who's styling. So, like, tomorrow, specifically, my guy, very um, bad timing. But
0: imagine if you could pull up and you'd be like, yo, you all are gonna, you're not going to believe this shit.
1: But if it was also like DMT, which I haven't tried, like, I for real haven't tried DMT. You. Um, if it was like DMT and lasted for 15 minutes, I would totally be down. I'd have questions and then I would be down. How? Like I think generally I'm down, but in this case I would have to ask questions because of said circumstances. Maniana, I, I get to do. it. To do. I
0: get it. Listen, uh, that tells me that you're not really down. Because if you were really down, <laughs> if you were down like Damn. Michael Manorino's down, I'd be like. Yeah, I got five appointments tomorrow. Pass me that shit You're crazy. I'm already canceling my appointments
1: Manorino Mr. Burns, let's get crazy Yo, Manorino has built different I'm gonna show you the devil it's true. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, how about this You would get smoked out and then you would just wake up refreshed like a motherfucker
1: Beautiful, I'm with the shits
0: And you would go to your photo shoot tomorrow Say what's up to Crystal, the homegirl yes. And let's be like, yo, it. an alien Smoked me out last night Yes. Okay So if there's any intergalactic beings that are listening to this, you are open to being smoked out by alien drugs.
1: Pull up. On a Friday night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe (laughs) maybe wait till tomorrow. As long as there's not any scheduling conflicts.
0: As long as there's not any scheduling conflicts.
1: Friday's i I'm a business bitch. I'm a business bitch that also comes with my time. Very valuable. Can't be doing spontaneous shit. Damn, see what happens when the natural wine kicks in?
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is what happens when the natural wine kicks in truly wise wise words <laughs> you see what happens when the natural wine kicks in well again thank you for being here I hope that tonight no I hope that your photo shoot tomorrow goes great
1: thank you please so tell much. Chris I said what's up I definitely will but more
0: importantly I hope an alien comes down from planet 420 <laughs> to share their magical wonder weed with you that's so why a- I
1: fucks with you you're a dreamer I swear like you speak in novels
0: my life is hectic. <laughs> I uh <laughs> to say the least.
1: Damn, according to grits and gravy. Yeah, it's
0: like there's a lot of darkness in there's, this. Uh, head. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's more darkness up here than you know, trust it me. Is. That's that's the only way I cope with it. I uh when we were in Miami with with some friends, shout out Anna and Tavis. Um uh, nonstop. I was like, Would you rather? What about <laughs> this? What about this? And I feel like by the end of the trip they were just like, Dog <laughs> Does she know it?
1: Do I know it? Please, Tell Grits me. Gravy. No, <laughs>
0: Would you rather be Pitbull the artist or Pitbull the dog?
1: Ooh.
0: And please explain your answer.
1: Well, obviously, Pitbulls the dog have such a bad rep. Like, I don't know who's doing their marketing. <laughs> 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 I don't know who's doing Pitbulls marketing, but for, and I grew up with the Pitbulls, so I know them to be loving animals, but you know, they've got a bad rep. Um, the material conditions in which Pitbull the rapper lives in, like I'm sure he's got royalties and residuals that are lasting him. So clearly I don't want to Pitbull the rapper, unfortunately.
0: Okay. But I'm
2: if break the, stigma. It's
0: cool. the representative <laughs> for Pitbull's the dog is listens to this, they can hit you up for representation. Yes. You can help them get their brand back Pit on track. Pitbull
1: agency coming through. Okay. Any Pitbull's listening. <laughs> I will uh, change your whole image.
0: What would be your first step to getting the uh Pitbull brand back on track?
1: We started TikTok. Just
0: kidding. We <laughs> yeah. started TikTok no. ten posts a week at least. Okay. okay. And it's like babies cuddling with TikToks. <laughs> yeah. It's like a little ch- kid like pulling a, a, yeah, a pit bull's Pitbull. face, and nothing happens. People pulling their tails, nothing happens. You come up
2: with a sweet, like minimalist logo. Yes. that says like Pitbulls, We're not all dangerous.
0: <laughs> there we go. Hey. Again, Bo- we're giving away valuable stuff yeah, for free. Shit, my bad. Very, very valuable <laughs> stuff. Well, Find you're the best. I appreciate you. Enjoy your sick tattoo. Thank Come get so more much. tattoos.
1: I definitely will. I plan on it.
0: Good. I can't wait to hear about your photo shoot tomorrow. And um, I guess that's everything. I guess this has been another exciting, exhilarating psychedelic fueled yeah. and not no this is not psychedelic fueled but uh <laughs> another wonderful episode well, maybe the next time she comes maybe on the next one. i don't dude you, you see the devil have an un, like with robbie the bartender but way more unhinged get her <laughs> and i on psychedelics talking about the same topic for 16 hours we
1: won't stop i don't got
0: shit to do it's cool
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow season three episode one i'm i am honored enchanted By all y'all's presence thank Thank you you so much for having me on the show
2: you're amazing also
0: tell everyone out there i almost forgot how to get at you how to follow you on instagram tiktok how to hit you up about being part of your agency how to get a mentorship from you how to take Mm. acid with you any of those things (laughs) allegedly, allegedly allegedly take acid yeah Any of those things, how can people get at you? Look at the camera, give all your information.
1: (laughs) Definitely taking acid with me is not one to advertise. However, if you want to follow me on IG, it is sub.stance, substance in full. That's the best way to contact me through this level of things. If you're really bad about it, I am looking to grow my agency. So if you're into... If you want to learn what I do, which is a lot of shit, then holler at me on Instagram.
0: Hey, fellas, don't slide into our DMs. And I, don't I know, do that. I know what the guy on YouTube right now is like rubbing his hands together and is like, ooh. <laughs> please don't. Please, I'm begging you. It's not necessary. Hey, brother,
2: just go to bed, man.
0: Yeah, literally, bed, man. Just, just, there's a million other things you'd be doing than sliding into strangers DMs. There's a new
2: Madden out. Just go buy that shit and go oh, play it. Oh, interesting. Have you yeah. played it yet? No, fuck no. I just
0: watch people play it. What a world. Yeah. <laughs> what a fucking world. Well, thank you f- to everyone for listening. This podcast is produced by Grits and Gravy. <laughs> Grits
1: and Gravy. The triple
0: OGs, the greatest producers to ever live. GG. Producer Corey Dunn and producer DJ Michael Miguel. Happy birthday, DJ Michael Miguel. Thank G-N-G. you. GNG. Thank you again, Grits and Gravy. What? Our theme music is by Javi. This podcast Javi. is sick as fuck. And <laughs> 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 catch us again next week. Uh, the boy Fern is going to be here. We are going to, as he put it, not me, talk about big, big anime titties. So, Ooh, hentai. Get ready for that. Get ready.
1: For- <laughs> hentai.
0: <laughs> Looks like we have a fucking topic for when you come
1: back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Thank know, you again
0: for everyone that. for listening. This has been by appointment only the tatty podcast i'm reminding you remembering you reminding you to be tatted and stay tatted to love each other and be good to each other roxanne thank you again for being here
1: thank you i'll see everyone
0: next week and have a wonderful evening i love you bye